0: Welcome once again to Raging and Eating, my podcast dedicated to life, love, food, kvetching, kvelling, hazarai, and a bunch of other Yiddish I can mix with white trash and put it out there. This is Rossi, better known as Chef Rossi, owner and executive chef of the Raging Skillet, New York City's wildest catering company, if I do say so myself. And a few things about me that you might not know. I'm also a playwright and a, an author, the author of The Raging Skillet and the soon-to-be-released memoir, Queen of the Jews. And I'm obviously a podcaster and a columnist, and basically you get it. I cook and I write, I kvetch and I kvell. But enough about me. Let's talk about you. Well, I don't really know you, but I'd like to. Anyway, it's kind of late. I'm shimmying down into my comfort zone, and you know I like it late at night. I'm having a cup of fennel tea. That sounds very healthy, right? Only I've got some really gorgeous golden tequila in it because I wanted to give myself a little break. So I'm having tea with tequila, the double tea. And I'm thinking a lot about the world and the universe and having all of my deep and profound thoughts. As you know, I like to. The last couple of days, I've been doing some very intense cleaning and purging. But it all started that I was trying to find a poem that I wrote for my beautiful friend, Susie Starlight and i could remember the first four sentences of the poem but not the rest of the poem so i tore apart part my entire apartment and guess what i never found it but i know it's in here somewhere but along the journey of searching for that i found lots of other things that really kind of caused me to just take a moment i found a letter my father sent me with some old photographs of our family that he wanted me to keep for my, I guess, my files, my memoirs, my memories. And some of them were very funny baby pictures of my sister and I. And it was pretty clear that even when I was, I guess, two years old and she was four years old, um, our position had already kind of cemented that I was sort of like the rebel and she was know, head in the clouds sort of lost. Just kind of interesting how much of character can start so early on. And I know I've heard that the first five years of your life really do cement who you are. So we still had a little more time if I was two and she was four, but it was just interesting how much of our character was in there already, which is why it's so crucially important to slather i love that word slather to slather love all over young people all of your children and grandchildren when they're growing up their first few years i think about my beautiful handsome nephew who i'm so proud of and he had a terrible childhood he really had a rough life his parents were fighting and custody and all sorts of chazerai and it certainly could have turned him into an angry resentful person but the thing that saved him was that the first six years of his life he was loved and adored and coddled and just about worshipped by my mother his grandmother and she infused so much love in him that he was able to navigate those rocky waters for the rest of his life. And he's the first one to say it. It's just kind of an amazing thing. And I think of my beautiful friend, Susie Starlight. Now, her son got 15 years of unbelievable and unconditional love from her. More love than I think I've ever seen any mother shower on their child. And he will be able to weather any storm. So it's just interesting how important that love and that nurturing is in our childhood and for children. But it's not like it loses importance as we get older. And I know lately I've been sounding a little bit, you know, like a Hallmark card, right? Peace, love, and granola and all that. But it's true. And there's just so much crap in the world right now. I mean, what's happening in the Ukraine? Forget it. These are beautiful people in the Ukraine. This is a democracy. These are people who have children and life and love and laughter. And here we are in 2022, watching Russia invade. Like, this is like out of World War II. And we're seeing all that footage of all those children. And that's the extra heartbreaking part. The photographs of the children all hunkered down trying to sleep in a subway terminal, underground, and makeshift bunkers, newborn babies rescued, and having to have makeshift hospitals in a closet somewhere. I mean, it's just excruciating to watch this and to know that that is such a pivotal moment in the life of those children. Please shower them with love and safety and nurturing as much as possible, as quickly as possible, because who they will be is already forming around this terrible trauma. So maybe you're feeling comfortable. Maybe you have a warm bed. I know I am someone who has a very comfortable warm bed with lots of pillows couple of which I got silk pillowcases for because I'm a curly girl and that's what we like. I am a little princess. I have a warm home and a warm comfortable bed and food in my refrigerator. I'm not worried about if I'll have a warm comfortable bed tomorrow or the next day. And I know that I'm lucky to be safe in this moment in this bit of time. But I also know how unlucky so many other people are in the Ukraine. And probably within a 100 feet of where I'm sitting right now, there are unlucky people. And I know also how fragile safety is, how fragile democracy is. We just had a little taste of how fragile the democracy in the United States was. On January 6th, I never thought that I would see anything like that. To see American citizens storming the Capitol, trying to hurt and attack our elected officials, threatening to lynch the vice president. I never thought I would see anything like that. I didn't think it could happen in my lifetime. And yet we all did see it. And a lot of us wanna pretend it never happened. A lot of us want to sweep it under the carpet. Some people actually want to change the story, that despite the fact that we saw death and pain and and weapons and people being beaten up and terrible fear and violence, and, oh, my God, those images, do I need to remind you. There are some people that want to repaint the story. And say, oh, it never really happened. It was really just a peaceful protest. That never really happened. Well, I'm not a political guru or anything like it, but you certainly know it really did happen, and we all saw right in front of us our capital and our democracy attacked by people, not from another country, by American citizens. So don't just assume your safety is forever. It has to be nurtured and watered. Democracy has to be nurtured and watered, watered, and safety has to be nurtured and watered. Just as friendships, you cannot take them for granted. I have some beautiful friends that I rarely see. I can't just assume that friendship will continue. I have to reach out to them. If I can't see them because they're far away, then we need a long time on the phone uninterrupted. And if I can see them, we need a long time of walking and talking and loving each other and not being dragged into 5,000 different things that have nothing to do with our friendship and not racing to look at our phone and our Facebook while we're together. That's not, that is something that I personally am guilty of. I have done that mostly to my girlfriend. I take her for granted at times because we're together for 12 years and I, and to look at my phone too much, and I'm sorry for that. Honey, when you hear this, I apologize. I'll try to do better. So let's just think about how maybe we could stop taking people for granted, how maybe we could stop taking democracy for granted, how maybe we could stop taking safety for granted, and nurture and water and keep those things strong. But also, If you are safe and secure and really in a comfortable place and your life is comfortable and you know where you're sleeping tomorrow and the next week and the next month and you have no fear of being cast out, of having nowhere to go, then channel that safety into a huge ball of love and do something to help the people in Ukraine Do something to help people all around you who are in trouble, who are unsafe, who are frightened, the children who right now are forming like a little puppy, a little kitten, a little baby plant. They're forming and instead of forming around a ball of love and nurturing and safety, they're forming around fear and trauma. What kind of a person do you think that they will become? So reach out. Help. Do what you can. Maybe you don't have money, but you have a shoulder someone could lean on. You have an ear someone could talk to. You have hands that could help lift. You have a voice to speak out. There are so many things you can do to make the world a little better. And so, while we're trying to make the world a little better, to not take everything for granted... Let's also think about what we send out and what we take in. If we can send out love, then we should be taking it in too. And that includes what we eat. Now, I'm not saying that I'm a vegan or a vegetarian, because you know I'm not. But I do try. I guess I try at least, let's say, five out of seven meals to eat vegetarian. I try to eat vegan. And then sometimes I break down. Today I got together with my wonderful old friend, not that she's old, but we're old friends, you know what I mean, Trilina, for a lovely brunch. And we both ordered steak and eggs. It wasn't that I wanted steak and eggs, it just was that was pretty much the only thing on the menu I felt like eating. Everything else was all bread, bread, and bread. And I'm a gluten-free babe, as you know. And so we both ordered steak and eggs. And it was pretty tasty. We both liked our meat a little on the cooked side and our eggs scrambled and we had hash browns. It was pretty tasty. And I felt a little smidgen of guilt like I do every time I have a steak because I think about the cows. I mean, they're loving creatures, but I also think about how much goes into raising a cow and how hard that is on the planet and our environment so like I said not a vegan not a vegetarian I do need to have a steak for some reason I guess you know let's say I have red meat maybe once a week that's a lot I know I should cut that down but I digress anyway so my point is so I had a steak right so now I'm feeling a little guilty And I'm also feeling like I want to share some love with the world. So the way I'm going to counteract that is by cooking some gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous vegan food. And there's so many things that can be vegan without suffering. Like when Hurricane Sandy first blew in, the most wonderful experience I had was that I spent three months with some soul sisters of mine and a couple of soul brothers cooking huge batches of food for people in need. Gorgeous soups and curries and stews and you name it. And one thing I made a lot of, because I just kind of felt like it, was an extra, extra meaty turkey bolognese. And so I would send out quarts of this beautiful bolognese to our people in need, which I think we fed a good amount of people. And then all they had to do was boil a little pasta and pour it over it and it was a great thing and people loved it but I started feeling kind of bad about all those turkeys I mean turkeys are kind of cute they could be a little mean to tell you the truth and you don't want to stand behind one because they tend to drop things that are less than pleasant but yeah you know all right all right they taste good so the turkey bolognese was fabulous but I started thinking, how could that be easier on the turkeys? How could it be easier on the environment? Why not a gorgeous vegan bolognese? Let me tell you something. This, I was going to say a word I can't say, just fill in the blank. It starts with with S and it ends with T. This was fantastic. I'm going to tell you what I did and you can play around with it I sautéed up a whole mess of chopped onions and a whole mess of chopped celery and carrots. And When you're making bolognese, you don't want to just chop these things like you would other things. You want to really either really, 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 really mince them or even better, chop them as much as you can and then throw them in the food processor. That's sort of the art to bolognese is that you go past chopping You know, you're sort of between like a chop with a slight puree. You know what I mean? So that your vegetables are really becoming part of the sauce, not another thing to bite. So I have this sort of semi-pureed onions and celery and carrots that I cook forever. And then an olive oil, of course, my darling. But I can also do a canola olive oil blend. Or you can use whatever oil floats your boat. And I cook that forever, and then I throw in sliced mushrooms, almost any kind. You can chop them or slice them. I sort of do a combo, chop and slice. Get that all cooking and gorgeous. And then I push things aside in the pan to make kind of a well. And in that well, I make sure I have a little bit of olive oil. And I put in tomato paste. And then I like to cook the tomato paste until it's almost starting to burn. It gets this gorgeous smell, and it's kind of purply, you might say. Scorched tomato paste is the sexiest thing. And then I cook and cook and cook, and I mesh everything together, and I throw in a nice amount of dry red wine. I throw in all my seasoning. Minced garlic, also a ton of minced garlic. And I throw in oregano and thyme and salt and pepper. The gorgeous, gorgeous thing. Even I'll throw in a couple of bay leaves. Why not? And then I throw in just a ton of tomatoes. Can be diced tomatoes for texture is a beautiful thing. Or whole tomatoes that you kind of crush with your hand. It's a beautiful thing. Or tomato sauce. I'm going to take tomato however I can get it. Throw that in and cook that forever. And then I throw in a nice amount of vegetable stock too, just to kind of keep things nice and wet. And I'm cooking and shimmying and sashing and doing my groove thing. Now, because I want texture and I want protein, what I do is I toast up some walnuts or some almonds. I think I'm kind of partial to walnuts as a sweet edge to the walnuts. And then I put it in my spice grinder to kind of chop, 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 chop till I get, um, well, it's not like as if you're grinding coffee. I still want it a little chunky, but I want to just be able to mix it right in and not have it really stand out. You could do it by hand too, chop, 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 until it's really, really chopped up. So I throw in all of my fine chopped or slightly food grindered walnuts, Sometimes it's sexy to toast them first, but you don't have to. And now I've got that flavor of the walnuts and the wine and tomato and the garlic and the onion and the celery and the carrot and the burnt tomato paste and the oregano and the thyme. It's a sexy, sexy, sexy thing. You can play around and do other things to it that excite you. I don't think there's any reason why you couldn't put some basil in it. I sort of feel oregano and thyme is more the way I'm going. You could up the heat by giving it a little bit of cayenne or sriracha or something to push it up a little bit, chili, toasted chili pepper. Some red pepper flakes is a very, very lovely Italian thing to do. Anyway, so you get this nice walnutty, thick, vegan bolognese, and it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And then you boil your pasta. In my case, I do a gluten-free quinoa pasta. So that's like a double protein because quinoa is also a protein. And I pour my walnut, tomato, mushroom, vegan bolognese sauce over that. And listen, that is one sexy thing. So try it. You can play around, do your own spin. Maybe you don't like walnuts, do almonds. I mean, but, you know, really chop it. Put it in the spice grinder or super chop it. Maybe you're allergic to nuts, then don't do either. You can also throw in nutritional yeast, which gives it this very cheddary kind of an edge. It's a great way to fake the flavor of cheddar. Now, cheddar is not really a bolognese thing. So, eh, you know, it's a little bit naughty, but so what? throw in a nutritional yeast, a little bit of that. Why not? Who cares? You can throw in vegan parmesan. That's a sexy thing. I wouldn't throw in the vegan parmesan. I would pour the bolognese on my pasta and then top it with the vegan parmesan. Now that's a very sexy thing. So since we're righting the wrongs of the world and we're watering democracy and watering our friendships, let's just see how we might be able to do some sexy vegan things. And then the cows will be happy and the turkeys will be happy and the earth will be happy. Now... You might be listening to this, and you might be in Texas. I think I have some listeners in Texas. And you might be like, that girl is saying some blasphemy. She's saying not to eat the cows. Oh, hell no. Well, listen, I'm not telling you not to eat the cows. I'm just saying, why don't you try this once in a while, too? Because if you eat meat all the time, your insides are going to be like totally fucaca, and you're probably not going to live that long. So... Why don't you just try to be a little healthier? Break it up a little bit. Don't eat meat all the time. Try something else. Try some plant-based, gorgeous, healthy food. Quit smoking for crying out loud. I don't even know what to say to you smokers. I have like three friends who have died of the worst lung cancer, so I'm not hearing it. But I'm not preaching. I'm not preaching. If you want to smoke, keep smoking. Just don't come over, and I'm never going to French kiss you. Not that you care, or maybe you do, but it's never going to happen. Because lips that touch cigarettes, oh, that's stupid. I used to be a smoker myself, so former smokers are the biggest preachers. Anyway, I'm still spreading the love, trying to sort of even up the world, because the world has had a lot of loss. I've seen some really beautiful friends of mine leave this earth recently, Catherine Cates brilliant actress. I just saw her scene in the Sopranos prequel. What is it? The Many Saints of Newark, I think it's called. Wow, she stole that scene. You got to see it. She plays the owner of the beauty parlor. What a brilliant actress. And that is my adopted mama, Catherine Cates. And my gorgeous adopted sister, Susie Starlight, left this planet a week ago. But she's definitely still around. I think she's all over this earth. she's got a lot of work she wants to do. She needs to send out a lot of love and a lot of light, and there's a lot of darkness, so we need all the help we can get. So what's your story? Are you feeling angry? Are you feeling lonely? Are you feeling stressed out? Can you like kind of stop just freaking out? I know you gotta watch the news, but try watching a bunch of different news stations so Let's say you only watch Fox. Well, that that means you're only getting one side of the story. You're never getting the whole story. You're just getting one side of the story. Or let's say you only watch CNN. Well, that means you're only getting one side of the story. You're not getting the whole story. So the way to be a fully formed creature is to watch the news from three or four or five different points of view from the right and the left and the middle and the top and the bottom. Educate yourself to the way everyone's talking about the news. And if you watch everyone's point of view and then you add that to your own intellect and your own soul and your own sense of right and wrong, then you actually know what's going on. But as long as you hide with your head in the ground or only listen to the opinion of one side and never the other, you're never going to grow you're never gonna learn. And deep in your heart you know that you're not really hearing the truth. You're only hearing one side's truth. And that's not that's not a good thing. That's how democracies end. That's how planets end. That's how countries are killed and invaded and destroyed. Right now there's a beautiful democracy in the in Ukraine being invaded, and the brave and gorgeous people in the Ukraine are fighting back they're fighting fantastically and it seems that the Russian soldiers are feeling a bit conflicted even though they've got such a huge army and all that money and all that power they're not fighting that well because thank god they're not fighting that well but because I don't think they feel good about what they're doing so there's a lesson in there right for me I pledge To give more, to do better, to share love, to help the people who don't feel safe, to help the people who don't know where they're going to be sleeping tomorrow. And I also pledge to try to even out my footprint on this planet by cooking more gorgeous vegan food. Because listen, I've been a caterer for 32 years. I've cooked a lot of meat and I've eaten a lot of meat and I know I'm not done Sure, that there's another hamburger or a thousand of them <laughs> by future. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but let me try to even out my footprint a little bit. So, and let's start with a beautiful toasted walnut vegan bolognese. I'm telling you, it's a delicious thing. So, who do you love? Who's someone that you love that you could love a little better? and a little more. Well, if they're not allergic to nuts, why don't you make them a beautiful toasted walnut vegan bolognese? You maybe don't even tell them it's vegan. I guarantee you they're gonna love it and then they'll love you a little more. And then maybe after that, you could go out and just do something nice for a stranger. Just try and change the world a little bit. Maybe just send $5 to help Ukraine. And if you don't have $5, give a quarter to a homeless person. Just do something. Don't just sit there and take your safety for granted. Take your comfortable life for granted. You're lucky if you're safe and comfortable. But there, but for the grace of God and all that, you know, you got to even things out. So I'm sorry if I sound a little preachy. I don't mean to. I just feel bad about the way the world is right now. And what's happening in Ukraine is just putting me over the edge. So I don't feel particularly funny or bubbly. Although, quite honestly, I had lentil soup for dinner and I do feel a little bubbly. So I'm going to try to sign off before you hear a few sound effects that aren't exactly de rigueur, if you know what I mean, darling. So yes, I'm a lovey-dovey person with gas, but what can I say? That's all part of being Jewish. This is Rossi, better known as Chef Rossi. And as always, food is love, and so are you. Now get out there and do something magical.